All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Connecting to the Methernet. Methernet now connected. is the Wallium Mathot Show live. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. We made it. Uh, welcome to the Wallium Mathot Show live. I'm Brent Wallace. He's Mark Mathot, who, just like Tom Brady, will announce out of his retirement because uh, the to-do list is getting too long at home. I agree, Wally. Wouldn't that be and safer, it's Matt? getting expensive with the four dogs. <laughs> I didn't even thought of that. You're going to need a starting bonus. Um, uh, yeah. As always, the Walling the Thought Show Live is brought to you Interaction.com. Go to sportsinteraction.com, Canada's only online sports book and casino. They're really, they're the only ones. They're awesome. Um, they, uh, by the way, only have one NHL game on tap. That's tonight, Meth. That's the Sens and Arizona Coyotes. They have Ottawa listed as the favorite. Now, just before you tell me what you're going to do here, um, Arizona's won four or five. Ottawa has won two of its last eight. That includes losing to Arizona 8-5 back on March 5th. Um, Philip Gustafson hasn't won since November. That's 0-6. And somehow they're the favorites in this one. Yeah, but Wally, I, I think 
forgetting about the numbers right now, just for a moment, well, I guess I'm not totally forgetting about the numbers. They've been absolutely rinsed over their past few games, especially against Chicago. It was an epic collapse. Did not do that well against Seattle. Same applies for the last game against Phoenix. You have to think at some point they're going to clean this up. I mean, defensively, I feel like they're going to play a real stingy game tonight. So, And you know DJ's going to get them ready to go. So I'm, I, I've called, okay. taken the under, and I'm calling a 3-2 win for the Ottawa Senators. Okay? Wow. Okay. I, I think they're going to have another collapse like they've had the last two games. They just can't hold the lead. That's good that you're but positive. Anyway, good. We'll move on right. because – Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I well, actually, I'm I'm more nervous for this guest than any other that we've had on because I know he knows things about me that I don't remember, <laughs> and that concerns me. Well, he's written a few right? books, so like, we know that memory. You can have old like, He doesn't have a on. foggy memory. Yeah, like he's legit. So we'll have to wait yeah. and see. Yeah, yeah. So our guest today, by the way, has won uh, eighty-five hundred awards, I think, already. Um, and this one is brought to you, as always, by Whitewater Beer. Go to shop whitewater da use the wham.funkyfresh coupon code and load up 15 percent off your next order and try out the new kiwi lime sour it is phenomenal um it is the official beer by the way of the hockey hall of fame that is whitewater it's brewed by friends for friends uh, stop by also their restaurant 78 cobden road and pick up some pints on the way if you are traveling out that area all right um let's get right to it he's written four books uh he podcast Sometimes he's occasionally watched on national television and he hops with all the stars. James Duthie, our good friend, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, it is a true honor to be the absolute last TSN uh, staff <laughs> member, past or present, to appear on the show. You went through, you went through every, every analyst and host, and then you went through all the reporters, you went through some people, That's I think, that true. hadn't been on in a while, like Lisa Bowes, I think you had on, Teresa <laughs> Cruz, David Pratt, Bob Pronick, Sunil Joshi. <laughs> you went through some of the Michael cafeteria Whalen. staff, Michael Whalen. Let's well, see, I'm yeah, trying to think of some Ottawa guys. Rob Sinclair, <laughs> Rob Sinclair, known Ottawa oh, reporter. Mark and then, Bunting. And then you finally, Mark Bunting, and then you finally got to me. Yeah. So it, it is a true honor to well, be with you too. It's it's twofold. One is I had to make sure everybody else got on first uh, because they told me they had to be on before you. And two, as I said, uh, and you may have not heard, I'm nervous because you may know things that I've forgotten over the years that on the road that we may have traveled together or something. So um, you're quick-witted and you remember stuff, and I don't like that. Yeah, but on the road, you were like, you were never there. You were always mysteriously out on your own somewhere. So I don't even have great road stories for you because it would be like, where's Wally? Oh, Wally's, you know, somewhere else. Like Wally. I wasn't invited. He was like a mystery. He was a mystery man. Um, you, Wally, I think we might have started on the same day or within day. like a very short time of each other because the first time I ever met you was inside Mike Day's office who was then the – uh, sort of the boss of sports desk. What was what was his position like? The uh, manager, executive producer position. Was. Yeah, so he he was the guy sports desk, and I came in my first day and came into his office, and you were sitting there, and this was this young buck they hired out of, I don't know, when New Brunswick. Where the hell are you from? A little beatnik town, <laughs> Fredericton. And uh, yeah, and you and I and John Gallagher, I think we're all hired at the same time. So there you go. Uh, August 1st, 1998. That would have been the day. 
Okay, so I actually was hired a little bit before you because I, I started my first. Sorry, I started on August first. Oh, okay. So, okay, so okay. you're so you might have you so might have been you might have been in much, earlier. Much earlier. <laughs> yeah, I I I wasn't I wasn't sure if you're going to come on because I heard late last night that you were the guy that bought the Tom Brady football for five hundred eighteen thousand dollars, and now <laughs> it's pretty much worthless. What a horrendous! Uh, first of all. <laughs> I mean, do you really think – like, you would have had that in your head that it, there's a possibility. Like, I would have put, after Tom's retirement, a solid 50-50 that he was coming back. So you're still going to fork out over a half a million dollars for that football when there's a chance he's coming back. Second of all, probably the guy who's forking out whatever it is for Tom Brady football. Exactly. It's probably, probably not some guy, you know, working down at the, uh, you know, at the Walmart or whatever, wasting his life savings. He's probably got – you know, it's probably some chic somewhere, so we don't have to feel too sorry for it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes it, people get involved and they get in over their head and they're like, "I'm going to make a ton of money doing this." But my uh, my biggest, thing I just want to point that, out, by the way. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. Wally. Go ahead. No, it's all right. Okay. Oh, sorry, I, I completely cut you off again. Um, did it was any uh, when you're when you're making this decision at that age, like. All I could think is, has he had any normally family life yet? Like ever since he came into the league to now, like you have to have an incredibly supportive wife to keep playing close, like closing in on your, on fi your 50th birthday, right? Like your mid forties. How does he get away with this? <laughs> I think this is just more of, million dollars. he realized what life is like. Like he has led this life <laughs> of like. He's led the perfect life forever, right? He's the most, yeah. you know, he's the best football player ever. He's got the looks. He's got the supermodel wife. He's got this dream life. And I think two months of actual reality, he's, you know, it's still not I a real him. reality, his life. But, you know, Tommy do the dishes or whatever. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know about this deal. It's true. Yeah. And well, and Giselle, Giselle's not, worth as much, if not more than he is, right? More, I think. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. I, I just think, you know, it's, it's kind of, even if he was going to come, I guess he had to let the Bucks know so they could make the appropriate moves yeah. or whatever, but it's kind of the wimpiest retirement ever. Like it's a bit laughable, right? It takes a little, I, it knocks him down a tiny bit. To me because come on well what was it a month yes. or something like that or two months at <laughs> least even, yeah. six weeks yeah it's a it's a bit meth did you ever i can't remember you never retired and then came back right when you retired you were done you didn't i never announced right? it right away because i thought maybe in a year my knee would feel better smart so i smart you know what i mean yeah yeah take your time and whatever I mean, like I said, this is a different situation where he was trying to do the Bucks a favor so they could move on and get another quarterback maybe. But I don't know. It's just – that's yeah, just the lamest couple of months retirement ever. <laughs> Wild to me. Um, the reason we brought you on, and in particular this time of year – The only geez, reason. I purposely did this. I, th I big-brained this. It's Trade Center coming up a week from today. So it is uh, – Basically, I would think after the birth of your children, the greatest thing that you guys have ever developed. Uh, would that be fair? Jeez. Well, you, you haven't met my kids, so that's one thing. Uh, uh, and secondly, no, I would think it's probably the worst thing we've ever developed. Although I guess it's worked out okay for the network. I, 
I, when I started in yeah. hockey in, I guess I started hosting hockey in 02, 02, 03. And uh, back then TSN, TSN always did something at the trade deadline, but at first it was little updates where maybe Jim Van Horn would just, you know, come on and update and, and uh, you know, interrupt like, what was it? Kiana's flex appeal or something to do like an update. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, To do an update on a trade. And then maybe, maybe around the turn of the century, maybe it was Jim and Bob McKenzie and Gord Miller or something sitting on the desk for a couple of hours. And then I think what, what changed everything, I think my first year maybe would have been 2003. We did like maybe a four or five hour show. And then if you guys remember the night that Todd Bertuzzi hit Steve Moore, was the night before the trade deadline and that happened it was a west coast game so that happened at like 12 30 at night or one in the morning i can remember our old boss wally uh, mark Millier waking me up at 3 30 in the morning and saying hey hey it's mark uh you gotta get in right now uh for tuesday hit more so I, I got to the station that's only funny to people who know mark Millier. uh i got to the station at it's very good five five thirty in the morning and nobody was there there was me and one cameraman, Troy, and he didn't have a lighting guy even to turn on the light. So he like had old bash light and I was sitting alone at this desk by myself and uh, doing Trade Center. Then Glenn Healy came in and slowly people started to come in. But that was the day where we sort of went for 12 hours straight. And after that, it was, you know, we're going on at eight o'clock every year and it became this whatever the hell behemoth that it is right now (laughs) and uh for good or for better or for worse i would say i guess it has an unlimited budget that's all i know because you've brought in monkeys and llamas uh the prime minister's race out of ottawa even made an appearance um if you were to pick another animal to have on the set what would it be I want to see something that I've never seen before in, in person, like a gorillas in the mist, like an absolute <laughs> wild gorilla where there'd be the unpredictability of would it just sit there in the corner or would it literally beat Pierre Lebrun to death? You know, that would be the kind of adventure that would keep yeah. people watching the entire show or like something Agreed. lovable, like a panda, a panda. Um, but Lebrun kind of is, is like a panda anyway. So maybe we already have that. Uh, some, something like that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's, it is, it's, I think I realized the one thing I realized when we started this was how ridiculous it was, even from those early years, uh, <laughs> that it was silly to do an eight hour or 10 hour show when most of the trades were seventh defensemen and future prospects and, and things like that. And so I've always thought that we should have a self-awareness to give a little wink to the audience that, yes, we realize this is dumb. We, we really do. We're going to talk seriously about hockey because we know you love hockey and we love hockey. And so we're going to talk seriously about hockey. But at the same time, we know this is idiotic. And I think we sort of still keep that in mind the entire time. The year with the llamas, there had been a llama chase on um, down in Arizona or something. Remember? There was like, a, yeah, there was like llamas crossing the highway. And I, I credit, I think it was Bill Dodson, our producer, who called me like the Friday before trade deadline <laughs> and said, uh, we should get llamas. And that is just like a ridiculous conversation. Like in, how many hockey production conversations go, Hey, we should get llamas. <laughs> and the next thing you know, the llamas, the llamas are, Gino's out wrangling the llamas. So my favorite part of that day was 
you know, once Gino wrangled the llamas in the parking lot, and we had the hell, we literally had the helicopter out there. It was pre-drones time, and uh, and we said, well, we we got these llamas here. We got to keep using them. So I said, bring the llamas in the studio, and have them just walk. Let them free like behind the desk. But we're not going to make any reference that they're even there. <laughs> so we'll do a five-minute panel chat on the senator's power play. Yeah. But we, and these llamas will be walking around behind us, but we will make no reference to them whatsoever. We'll just be like, <laughs> guys, if Mathot and Carlson, uh, you know, can get working better together, these freaking llamas are walking behind us. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was probably the height of the lunacy. I think my favorite day ever, Wally, was – uh, we, I decided to do something where it was like a, I wanted to pretend like it was a game, like you were at a game. And so all the, all the goofy stuff that you see during TV timeouts, we would do. Uh, right. And so that's, that was the, the year we had the t-shirt cannon where Marty Barone hit Jennifer Edger, oh. almost took her out with the t-shirt cannon. And we had the, the <laughs> prime ministers from Ottawa. Do they still have those prime ministers at the games? No, they haven't done know. it in a while. Yeah, they haven't yeah, done so it. So we got the, we brought the prime ministers from Ottawa. We had a t-shirt cannon. We did like a kiss cam, which was really weird because Bob and Drake's really started making out. And that was weird. Um, and we did <laughs> like, we did a, did a whole bunch of weird things like that. And that was probably my favorite of them all. Uh, but the llamas were, uh, I will say this a couple years ago, we got to a point where I did say, okay, guys, we gotta, like, we gotta cut it back. Cause everybody was doing bits at this point, And then it started to be a complete and utter circus. <laughs> and we do, we do, uh, the audience probably doesn't believe this, but my ruling is that if you do something stupid, you have to do like 30 seconds an hour or one minute an hour of something stupid. And the other 59 minutes has to be legit hockey talk. And uh, so that's what we'll try to do. And does that set a precedent like moving forward? Like are people just anticipating this shit now, JD? Or is it just like some the odd year you have to cool it down a little bit and then maybe bring something back the following yeah, I mean, I, I think we've toned it down a little the last few years. Meth, part of the reason was I just flat ran out of ideas. It's not like there's some big, you know, this isn't the Kimmel show where there's like 10 writers in a room. Especially, they usually they usually come to me three weeks before and say, what are you doing for deadline this year? And so if I didn't have any ideas, and and so, uh, yeah, I think there was one, you know, we have Bar Down involved now and Bar Down does goofy stuff. And there was one year, I think two or three years ago, where there was just too much going on. And so I said, let's just, let's just calm it down. The funnier stuff is really the stuff that happens naturally. Wally was yes. part of one of the most famous moments ever when, uh, you know, I was throwing to Wally for a hit. And uh, there was like that one second satellite delay like you guys have here between me finishing my question to Wally and Wally answering and Jeff O'Neill was starting to eat the hamburger and said, is there ketchup on that? In the most lusty voice you've ever heard. <laughs> and so poor Wally, you know, I think that's uh, Wally for all the amazing work on you did on trade deadline and you did a time because <laughs> the senators were often in the middle of it. That's probably what people remember you for the most being on yeah. screen when O'Dog said, is there ketchup on that? So, we might as well get in. So let's break this down. I, so there's so much chaos that's going on at the moment. Um, one is they've got all four Eastern reporters or three, whatever there is at the time, in a box. And they're like, we're going to go to each of you. And you're in a going to John Lou first. And then we're going to Mark Masters and whatever. So you're listening and you're trying to listen to James. And James has like 30 seconds to go, what do you want to talk about? And you're like, I don't know. So you come out of, I think it's John Lou. And then it's like, oh, thanks very much. You're going out of our Brent Wall, our reporter in Ottawa. I'm so focus on just making sure I hear your cues to start talking 
I never heard Jeff O'Neill for the most part. I just heard somebody mumbling. So I had no idea what was going on. None. And then, uh, so I find out all this stuff is going on. Uh, It was the next year or the year after you wanted to make a documentary of this particular incident. So as I am uh, preparing for this little interview today, I'd forgotten you called me to get me to record a voice of being pissed off at Jeff O'Neill. I'm not very good at being angry. And so... So I record and you're like, be as angry as you want. You can swear. We'll bleep it out. And I'm like, all right. So I gave it all four takes. I thought I nailed it. You call back like two days later, uh, Brent, um, we need you to redo it. Not be as angry. (laughs) And I still didn't do it right. (laughs) Wait, now I I can't, I totally, I had forgotten about that until right now, but it did make it in the piece, right? Because I didn't actually, I, I sort of conceptualized that piece, but somebody else produced it, Josh Simon. So you did make it in there, though, right? I did. I did. Yeah. And so tone down the anger, Wallace. Tone down, tone down the anger. Listen, yeah, I think it was it was Burger Boy. Yeah, it was something like that was my moment. All right, I went two hours (laughs) to get on. That was my moment to talk about the Ottawa Senators, and this (laughs) Burger Boy steals it from me. (laughs) Oh yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my high watermark of the entire 20 years at TSN. Nice. That's, uh, that's, that's not true. And, uh, you know, I was <laughs> going to say this in the end, uh, but I'll say it now. Like, you were one of our most valuable guys because the Senators were in the mix for so many years. In fact, the Senators, in many ways, saved Trade Center for, I don't know, uh, like a three-year span there where Carlson, even though he didn't get dealt, mm. the, the, the idea of Carlson getting dealt you know, it, it, we have, we think of it like a TV show for your viewers and listeners out there. You, you just need some sort of drama, right? That's to carry through a show. And it, it's not necessarily what happens, but it's the idea of what might happen. In the case mm. of Carlson, obviously, that was a massive thing. And so the possibility of Carlson getting dealt carry us through that entire show. And then, I don't know, was it two years later? I can't remember with Stone and... That whole deadline with uh, was Duchesne, Dzingel, and Stone were all the same year, were they not? Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah and Stone all waited until the last, not Davis waited until the last day. So, uh, yeah, you uh, no, you were vital to us many a year there, buddy. And uh, I, I say this sincerely, we miss you. Uh, uh, well, much approved. Um, which leads me to my, I guess, next question. We've heard Pierre Dorian this week say your favorite phrase. We're not expecting to do much when you have an eight-hour or twelve-hour show. Uh, is, do you just want to strangle some jams when you hear that? <laughs> uh, I think there was a, a period I went through where I would get really stressed before the deadline and worrying about nothing happening. And I don't know. I just maybe it's just getting older in life or whatever that I, or stop caring uh, that. I sort of go into it now every year with the idea that nothing's going to happen. And that, that, that way, anything that happens surprises me pleasantly, right? If you go into trade center with the, with the mental idea that there will be zero trades, then everything's a positive after that. Right. <laughs> and, and in many ways this year, there's been nothing that's happened, which maybe nothing will happen the entire time, but it's really rare for us to get where we are right now a week before the deadline and there to have been, you know, besides a couple of the deals like the Toffoli deal beforehand, 
really no trades and everybody on their little trade bait list is still out there. And so if that continues, you know, even into the weekend, that'll be a good thing probably because some of these guys are going to be dealt. And the worst thing for me is actually when there's a bunch of big names and they get dealt two weeks before or 10 days before, right? Once you get in, even to the week, even if they make it to the weekend, I don't care if guys could trade on Saturday or Sunday because it's still fresh enough for us to talk about on Monday. So I don't think it's been a bad thing what's happened so far. Uh, There have been numerous uh, indications that it might be a quiet day, but I sort of look at it now, guys, as a day to talk about hockey with a a bunch of pretty smart hockey guys, right? We have about 20 whatever commentators on duty that day. And if you just sit around, you know, guys like Ferraro, who I don't usually get to spend much time with besides a segment on a pregame show, now I get to sit beside him for 10 hours and, and you know, somebody like MJ, same thing, right? There's, there's a lot of quality people we have that usually have to speak in 30-second sound bites, and, um, and now we can fill time and have real conversations. So I kind of look forward to mm. it. Uh, one of my favorites is to watch you st- – like have to drag stuff out for a long time. Like if the Leafs make a deal at 8 a.m. and it's the only deal for about 12 hours, let's say until noon, and you guys break that trade down like it's nobody's business. And it's like, it could be Tyler Ennis. And you are you guys yeah. have dissected every which way this Ennis trade. Yeah. How do you think this will impact Nick Felino's family? Let's start with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though so, the self-deprecation so that you guys have like the biggest thing you can do for yourself is not take it too seriously like you you mentioned that earlier james i couldn't agree more with you so then as a viewer when you're seeing that like like i do every year i'm watching it, it's not as it's not cringy when like nothing is happening and you guys are fumble fumble effing a little bit and you're trying to figure out like what to talk about when you guys are just loose and joking around it's so much more enjoyable well, it, it's it's a ludicrous concept to do to do a ten ten hour show when you know, like a, if a trade happens, you know if if uh, Tyler Ennis got traded in December, it would be a, a ten second, fifteen second vo on Sports Center, right? That's all it would right. be. Yeah. And but when it happens, because it happens on this day. It's now, and if nothing else is happening, it's now an hour of content, right? <laughs> I, I, I always think of the moment I really, there was a moment, uh, I think I wrote about this in, in one of the books, maybe it's probably 10 years ago now, where it was a particularly slow day. We had had zero activity. And about 1 p.m., a guy named Rob Flick was traded for a guy named Maxime Sove, two minor leaguers. And it was the first trade we had. And we, we spent about 25 minutes on this trade. And then we got Rob Flick on the phone. No. So, you know, we always, we always do the interviews. And I'm like, uh, joining us now is, I don't remember, it was Chicago, and I can't remember the other end of that deal. But I'm like, uh, joining us now, the newest member of the Blackhawks, Rob Flick. Uh, uh, Rob, let me start with this. Uh, who the hell are you? <laughs> no, I, I don't know if I said that. But I thought about saying that. would have been that. great. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's lunacy, and you know, people say, "Well, why don't you go on later? Why don't you go on at noon or go on at 10? And that's a legitimate question, frankly. But and I used to, I used to go to my bosses and say, "Guys, what are we doing here? Like, why are we on at eight o'clock in the morning?" And they'd show us the ratings, and the ratings yeah, were really good. Why. And because yeah. 
people, hockey fans in Canada, we're all nuts, right? And I think it's a day that we celebrate how nuts we all are about this game that we would sit around and watch a bunch of talking heads spew about depth trades. And in that way, I kind of love how we're all crazy together. I also think that it's akin to rubberneckers at an accident scene, right? A lot of the viewers are just watching to see, you know, watch this train wreck and see how it's going to go. And so uh, you're all nuts is what I'm basically saying. And then we love you for it. No, but it's true because I'll just have the TV on playing all day. Like I'll have Uh, TSN on all day long and I'm just waiting for something. And then finally, when I can hear a little bit of, you know, cluttering or whatever, everyone starts really, the energy's picking up, then I'll pay attention. I think that's what most people are doing at home, right? You're not sitting there for 12 hours straight just glued. I think you have it on in the background. And then when you can hear something engaging, you walk up. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like around 1130 or something on trade deadline. I'm just going to yell at you. I'm going to be like, hey, Matt, <laughs> stop doing the laundry. I'll, Watch I'll us for a <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, April 13th. Uh, sorry, April 3rd, 2013 is uh, Rob Flick traded for Max Sove, uh, never played in the National Hockey League. Oh, Jesus. That's your guy. Yeah. yeah that was our boys, <laughs> Robbie Flick. Have we not paid the Methernet today? It's to be broken up on me. Um, what? D- question for you. There you are. Uh, Duthie, if you could have one famous celebrity co-host for the day on Trade Center, who would it be? I would say, like, I'll, I'll answer this a couple of different ways. Like, if for, for like, legit for pure entertainment, like somebody like Barkley would be fantastic, right? Just to have him there uh, saying nonsense completely, that, that would be super fun. Um, now, if we were aiming, like, you know, bigger celebrities or whatever, uh, I'm just trying to think of beautiful actresses right now that's where my mind that's where my mind go, my mind goes right away Horribly. Here we both. Sure. <laughs> you know we, we were uh i'll stick with barkley i i we had uh one of my favorite years we had uh, jay baruchel was on because goon 2 was coming out and yeah. i was fortunate enough to have a uh like a little role in goon 2 and so we did a bunch of stuff we did a bunch of stuff with jay uh, I think that was one of the years that was nuts because not only was Jay there, but the guys from Letterkenny got involved. And so we had a bunch of Letterkenny skits and we had Jay there. And it was the closest thing to like a Canadian, just a Canadian TV, everything thrown into one bowl of soup, essentially. But we had, there was a crazy trade that had like, you know, those trades that have 15 different conditions on them, you know, that if this team makes it to the third round of the playoffs, this would be a third round pick, second round pick. And so we had Jay, like, dramatically, like, quite Shakespearean-like, read out all the conditions of this trade under dramatic lighting. And that, that was one of, my, one of my favorite Trade Center moments. He's a huge Montreal Canadiens fan, isn't he? He is. He is. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's a diehard. But he, and he's one of those passionate guys that's, uh, that uh, will yell and scream and swear at his TV, which is awesome. <laughs> Wally, Wally, are you still with us? I think he's gone. You want to just continue on? This is, let's face it, this is what the people want anyway, right? The meth and, <laughs> the meth and Jimmy podcast. So, now, are people, you guys, when you, are people watching on YouTube, do they, do they see Wally just standing there trying to 
figure I out why he's frozen. been cut off the internet. I think he's frozen. This is, you know what's great, yeah. James, is that Wally typically will accuse me of having a shitty connection, but um, it's, it's, there's no, if you ha- there's no question try- it's him. There he is. <laughs> he's back. Wally, are you there, bud? Here. Oh boy, this isn't good. He's hey James. He's I, gonna have a yeah. full blown meltdown after this show. Watch. I just know the commenters, Wally, are saying this has been the best single ninety seconds in the history of the Wally and Matt podcast. <laughs> That's what people what people are talking about. <laughs> I think hey, he's frozen well. again. This this <laughs> this makes me so happy. I know this sounds really bad, but I'm very happy about this right now because he's such a perfectionist, as you know. God forbid yes. it's somebody else or it's his own connection. Anyway, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lean into him too much anymore. Cause he's going to get really upset with me. So, right. So do we so forge do you, on without him or how does it Yeah. Work? Let's just, let's just, <laughs> okay. Here, I'll ask you one of his questions for Wally. Okay. I know he's moving. He's there. Which co-host or panelist would you draft first on your hockey team, James? Ooh. <laughs> Like, do you guys even play? Do you guys even play? Do you have like a group that you there guys was, together? There was there was there was some pickup games. Matt, I never played. Uh, anybody no. who watched me as a, a legend with the Blackburn Stingers <laughs> in the uh, is that where you 70s. played? You played in Blackburn? Yeah. So I moved. Uh, I was a BC boy. Uh, well, I was born in Ottawa. Long story, but moved around a lot, and I was in Victoria yeah. from like five to eight. And so I was playing soccer all year round. And so when I moved to Ottawa, I think I was eight, almost nine, and I'd never skated before. So I was way behind everybody. And uh, I always joke, my dad, my dad bought me, he didn't buy me a jock. My dad was super cheap. And he said, well, nobody can raise the puck in, well, I guess Adam or whatever that is. No. So I had no jock. And it was pre, uh, it was pre cages. So I had that one of those those uh, guards that was just one thin line that went down your nose and then around your mouth. I don't know if you remember yeah. those. Like the weirdest looking thing. <laughs> that was my face guard. So I was a pure ankle skater on my Micron mascots. Um, and back in, I think in, in, in Gloucester, it went like gr- the levels of like house league select or whatever before you made yeah. the Gloucester Rangers were like green belt was like the highest. Then Valley, Forest, and Meadow. <laughs> and my, I was Meadow. <laughs> my first year, I was Meadow. And then I made it to Forest. And then I made it to Valley. Now it was really creeping up close. And then I think yeah, I yeah. was Green Belt or whatever. Uh, and then I, I was 14 by that point and uh, started liking girls. So uh, it's always been a bit of a, a shame to me. I did play... Uh, uh, intramurals at uh at carlton and i thought that was like the peak of my hockey ability like i was pretty good in intramurals at carlton i really coming into my own as a late bloomer and then i stopped and i never played again and i played a father-son game when my son was about nine or ten and i i fell on the star player on the team and knocked him out of the lineup and i was so <laughs> shaken by this that I decided I, love that I would not play. <laughs> I was not going to play hockey again. Anyway, that's a very long-winded way to answer your question. I would think they still play pickup once in a while. Like yeah. O Dog has the most raw talent, obviously. 
but I'm not picking him in the condition he's in. I watched. I will <laughs> no, say I watched him no play. Chance. There's like a TSM ball hockey tournament, and that guy is like he, he's so gifted. Like he basically stood at center pavement, not center ice, and would just wire things top shelf. Scored about like eight goals from four, like 30 feet out, just with this unbelievable hands and shot he has. I'd probably go Mike Johnson because I think Mikey keeps yeah. himself in shape still. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meth, obviously, you'd be right up there if you were healthy. Uh, you're the yeah. closest removed from playing, probably. So definitely, Fair enough. Fair enough. you know. Um, okay. Bob what about McKenzie, noodles? you know, Can if he, I wanted an enforcer, I'd take Bob McKenzie. He'd beat the <laughs> crap out of you. Okay, listen, on that note, I don't think, because I think I'm pretty sure Wally wanted to go there a little as well. I don't think I've ever seen Bob like angry like i can see him get a little fired up maybe a little annoyed what makes bob mckenzie pissed off uh interactions with humans <laughs> come on so you know bob has this uh you're back you're back right now eh, wally you can hear us now yeah apparently yeah yeah that was it was a i get a lot of people are talking about how good that segment was without you but anyway um so, you know, Bob, first of all, Bob's one of my best friends and he's a salt of the earth yeah. human being. I'll qualify that. Um, but, you know, he's got the sort of Uncle Bob reputation that every Canadian loves him. Um, he does have, he can go hot sometimes. And usually when he would go hot, it would be, I don't think he likes the big crowds, right? Like when we're, you know, at a World Juniors or something and have to go through a crowd, like, I'm always the one stopping and saying hi to everybody. And Bob just wants to cut through the crowd because he knows he's so popular. He's a legend that if he stops, he's going to have, you know, a hundred people looking for autographs and so on and so forth. But uh, okay. there was a time, it was the 06 final. We were in Carolina, the Carolina Edmonton cup final. And we had a set outside, you know, there was some security around, but not a lot. Wally might've seen this clip somewhere along the way. Cause it's in like the TSN like blooper real somewhere and a fan basically comes across and uh sort of like i don't know like taps bob on the shoulder or something like that right just some drunken fan and he, bob tries to throw this wild elbow like you know just <laughs> he would have ta taken the guy out and then uh he calls him a few words that I cannot repeat on any podcast, but I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, it's just one of my favorite moments. We would show it once in a while, once a year, just for kicks to laugh at because he was ready to go. Uh, another time in Pittsburgh at a cup final, somebody threw a beer from the crowd that landed on him, and he was ready to go up and kill. So mm. Bobby's the best in the world. Just don't cross him in a situation like that. that That's what. fair. All right. You know, it's funny, I reached out to Bob before this interview to say, hey, listen, I got James coming on the show. Do you have any kind of stories you'd share? Crickets. Never got an answer. <laughs> Buddy, wow. he's, 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 no, he's no longer contractually obligated to speak to you, right? He's semi-retired, <laughs> Bob. It's a, different, it's a different animal to get a hold of right there. He only works his, like, 20 days a year. Yeah, no. And if you call him within, in the hours of those 20 days, you might have success. Outside of that, he's golfing in Florida. <laughs> Or selling booze somewhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there he is. Cameo. Oh, shit. If you had to drive to 
Vancouver, Ryan Burke, or Dion Phaneuf? Who do you take? I'm taking Dion in a heartbeat. <laughs> Dion, like Dion, I never really understood. I remember the when when Dion was in Calgary, I flew out and do, did a sit down with him, and that was just at the beginning of the whole Alicia Cuthbert stuff, where he was starting to make TMZ. And me being me, I had to ask him about it five different ways, and he was not pleased. But uh, I got to know Dion a little bit better through a couple of different things, like golf tournaments. Uh, I, I used to go to Brad Richards, used to have a golf tournament out in PEI that Dion was usually at. And I, I think, and you guys know this from his time in Ottawa, like just personality-wise, it was sort of one of the more misunderstood guys where he had that gruff. You know, kind of like, it's, it's actually a really good question because they're both the same, Wally. Like they're both showed up, you know, on camera as really tough, you know, I'm not yes. going to give you anything, but you get them away from the camera and both huge personalities. Berkey, yeah. the story I always tell about Berkey, um, you know, speaking of Trade Center, he would, we would do an annual trade with Berkey, an annual, sorry, interview with Berkey on trade deadline. And he would go out of his way to scowl at me and give me nothing but one word answers. By the way, I'm <laughs> hoping we, uh, we couldn't do that for a few years because he was working with the other guys, but... Uh, now that he's back in a hockey position, I hope we can have him on Monday and uh, recapture that magic because I think people thought that <laughs> he just absolutely hated me, right? And that it probably went both ways. But he would always, like, text me, like, the two seconds after the interview. He, like, the entire interview would be like, no, no comment, no, no. And then he texts me afterwards. He goes, wasn't I great? That was great TV, wasn't it? Like, two seconds after. <laughs> And there was, yeah. there was one year, there was one year where I started getting, uh, started getting texts on my phone from an unknown number or a number I didn't recognize. And the person was completely ripping the show. Like it was, and it was at the beginning, it was like just, you know, a bunch of Z's in a row, like snooze fest, you know what I mean? And then it was, this is horrible television. Then it was. Gino Retta would do a much better job. Like there was a string of about eight of them. And I thought it was, I thought it was one of my buddies, right? So finally, when I had a commercial break, I'm like, uncle, all right, who is this? And he's like, it's Berkey. Do you miss me? It was, it was after he'd gotten, uh, after he'd gotten fired by the Leafs the same year. And uh, he had nothing better to do than just harass me on text for the entire time. That's great. Uh, sounds about right. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, it just came out probably 20 minutes ago while I was trying to figure out why my wife is doing a conference call uh, while my internet is slow, is uh, Austin Matthews got oh. two games. Um, <laughs> I, I just sent her a text, like, get off the internet. I know you're on a business call. This isn't the time. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so Austin Matthews got a two-game suspension. Are we surprised by this at all, James? No, that's what I would have said. If you guys would have asked me about that, I would have said two games would have been my guess because – I, it was, I, I saw, now I saw Matt's tweet that he wanted uh, the entire season and perhaps his career, <laughs> uh, which I respect. It was, it was a bad cross check for sure, but yeah. I do believe a lot in, you know, the guy's like was a Lady Bing candidate a few years. He's basically never done yeah. that before. He got, sh he got schmucked about three times. So, uh, was the cross check itself worth more than that? Maybe, but I think, 
I mean, I think superstar status certainly plays into it 100%. And I'm, I'm not so – I'm okay with that as long as the superstar has been a so clean player his entire yeah. career. So uh, were you being sarcastic with you throw the book at Matthews? Or I, I, on, on yeah, that I, was, I just love trolling those fans. I love I know it. You I, do. don't, I, I, know I don't you give do. a shit. I don't care. Yeah. I think two games is about right. I, I, I don't think you could have – if you'd have just find them – then you would have had it got a lot of heat from people saying, you know, the talking about the double standard. So two games yeah. to me is, is, is a hundred percent fine. I agree. Should they perhaps have gotten more games based on their outfits they wore to the out, the heritage classic? When did this become a thing? Like did this year, did, no. this year. Yeah. Like who started this? Was well, it, uh, there was, but, in the old, like a while ago, they used to dress up in like their old, right? The fedoras and they all look like they're from 1951. That, and, but right. then all of a sudden it got to be, I think this year, but I want to say a bit two years ago, perhaps. Somebody did beach, well, somebody dressed up as beach stuff, right? Was that this year or last year? And that was, that was this season. That was, that this was, year. Uh, but what about St. Louis? What about that, that Denver yeah. game? Um, God, the outdoor game that happened in Colorado. And then there was, they were almost going to cancel it. Was that, was that last season? I'm so confused right now the tahoe game um yeah the tahoe, tahoe game. game was that this year uh last year uh, i know it was last season right yeah yeah didn't they dress yeah. up or one of the teams dress up for that one yeah, i feel you're like you're asking it's the guy all doesn't matter. basically no matter so, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's it's certainly so become a thing and i thought the nashville one like the tampa one was appropriate right you're in nashville and you wear the canadian tuxedos that was awesome the construction work yep. thing i had i have i have no idea but now it's they look be like, like Lego that. men. Yeah. What's that goofy show that's, I shouldn't say goofy because it's on CTV, but the mass singer, which I think is the dumbest <laughs> show in the world, but, but watch it on crave. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what, is that where we're going to be next? I don't know. That's great. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I, know, I, I thought they was good. I'm not somebody I'm, in that way, room, I'm not criticizing because yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in hockey players showing more personality. No, so no, don't, it. don't, let yeah let it go no, do whatever the heck clear. you want i think it's awesome yeah no let's let's cut this clip at the point where james finished his thought on how it was a little ridiculous or whatever <laughs> and then we're just going to post that and then bury him in his yeah. own market okay <laughs> well yeah. no i just i didn't i guess someone needs to understand the construction explain the construction worker thing to me uh but i uh yeah i hey, do it there you go more power <laughs> to enough. you I, I do not want to the last thing i want to do is, is stop hockey players from having personality because that's that's, that's what fair. we've been craving forever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I understand, but at, at the same time, it, it's just it was awful. Like somebody in that room went, "Guys, guys, I got it. Like we're gonna rock this outfit." And then someone went, "Yeah, that's what it should be." That's right. Like, Maybe I, I should do a theme, themed attire for Trade, trade Center. Center when you, you guys should center, you guys should all be dressed up as construction steel workers right. All right. Or maybe we should do a village people type thing where one guy is the construction worker yeah. one guy's the cop and so on and so forth <laughs> but then then it gets well, a little do that a little muddy there let, um we'll just we'll leave it at that let me, um okay hang on i don't want to keep you much longer let me show you <laughs> Let me show you Buffalo's because it's a lot better. Their outfits, obviously, that semi-pro look. Awesome. Um, yep. They really went all in for this. Uh, I want to awesome. zoom in on one particular guy who's a good friend of ours, uh, Craig Anderson. So the 41-year-old goaltender, 
doesn't look like he wants any part of this whatsoever. That's just Andy in general. <laughs> I love it. Well, and there was a group. There, what, which team? There was a team the other day that dressed up as a bunch of bikers, right? Who, who was that? I, I don't know. Like I said, it's all become a, uh, a twisted yeah, mess okay. of, of Halloween to me. Fair enough. Um, finally, before we let you go, you are, I'm going to say from Ottawa, uh, you obviously played all your minor sports here. Um, will you admit now to being a Senator fan, even though you lived more than half your life in Toronto? I, uh, I get accused of it, uh, certainly a ton and, uh, okay. I will say this. I, I root for the Sens to do well, uh, mainly because I have so many friends in Ottawa who are Senators fans and they've suffered long and hard. And there is a soft spot for that team in my heart because I covered them from the time they started back when I was with CJOH, CTV Ottawa. Um, my yeah. mom and dad were diehards. My dad passed away a couple of years ago, but he was a diehard Sens fan. So obviously you want people you love to be happy. So in that way, I, I, I cheer for them. But do I really care? Uh, not really, right? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really. I'm with you. I would love to see Ottawa. I love going back to the city. Like that run they had when they lost to Pittsburgh in game seven, that was a lot of fun for me because we were back uh, using that set and we were there for most of the playoff games after the first round, I think. And I love that. I love going home and having the fans into it and how electric it was. So in that way, I cheer for them. It's more fun yeah. for me if the Senators go far. Mm -hmm. But I really don't – anybody who thinks I, you know, like the Sens, like the Leafs, hate the Sens, hate the Leafs is horrifically wrong. Leaf fans, by the way, all think I love the Sens. I get as a host of <laughs> Leafs on TSN. You know, I do probably 15 Sens games. Uh, I, I think I do 15 Sens games a year, which most of the time all anybody says is, where's Lindsay Hamilton, which I don't blame them for. Um <laughs> and then I do, I do all the leaf, I do all the leaf games on TSN. A lot of leaf fans think I hate the Leafs and love the Sens. So if that makes people happy in Ottawa, then there you go, you got that. Nobody's ever happy. That's the one thing I've always learned. Um, <laughs> before I let you go, there is, I, this is my only chance I get to tell you because we, we don't, we aren't colleagues anymore. So I get to change how I approach this. Is um, you would come to me for live hits all the time. You're like, Wally, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, uh, and you wouldn't have any a whole lot of prep time just jot something down with like a on some scribbly paper because you're left-handed and i can't read any of your writing and uh you would nail it and i've never watched a person do this job so easily and i was so jealous of how good great you could be just by sitting down and starting to talk so i just want to say i think you are amazing at what you do well thank you very much wally i appreciate you saying that now if you look back at all the tapes all i ever said was wally your thoughts? No, I know, really but it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wally, the delivery. The Go. Yeah. Uh, no, buddy. So, I, and I, I meant what I said. I meant what I said earlier. I don't want to to uh, turn the, turn this into an emotional love fest, but uh, uh, I, I so valued everything you did for us all those years. And uh, I, like I said, it, it's great that you're having me on before Trade Center because I think that's where you often did your best work. And uh, uh, we will we will desperately miss you this year as we always do. But I'm uh, I'm glad you're doing this, and it's an honor to be the 437th TSN person to come on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, right after Davey Boss, I mean, like... the cafeteria guy. 
<laughs> yeah, I did get turned down by Lester, so you did get moved up. <laughs> so, no, it was thanks, fun, buddy. boys. Uh, All anyway, the best. he's written twelve books. Uh, here's the latest. It's Beauties. Uh, pick it up. It's a great. It's a great read. Um, and of course, he doesn't have enough money. So if you could help, perhaps him feed the children, that'd be pretty good. That's the um, most. That's James the most Duffy. thing you've said. You know, Matt has four <laughs> dogs. I, I have. I only have two because one of mine passed away. R.I.P. Buddha. But this dog right here, sorry, just before we leave, oh. this is now the most, this is the most expensive dog in the planet. All right. <laughs> Not in purchasing. This is Willow. Willow has uh, uh, lost the use of her back legs. And so oh, no. uh, I basically oh. uh, carry her. Why, why can't I do this? I, I basically carry her everywhere. And um, her vet bills this year, uh, I could have bought like a Lamborghini. I think with her, um, <laughs> never got pet insurance, probably the greatest mistake in my life as, uh, I will, if, if TS, if TSN keeps me, I'll be working till I'm 90 just to pay off, uh, Willow's, Willow's vet bills. So thank you. Meth, I feel for you. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully this show will give you the break you need. So, uh, <laughs> good luck on Monday, sir. We'll, uh, we'll talk right, to you boys. soon. I'll be looking forward to watching. There goes James, Duffy, broadcasting me. legend. Uh, he's won uh, every conceivable award there is. Uh, so uh, I can't say enough good things about him. He's always been very good to me. Um, Matt, before, uh, I don't know. Do we have Craig on the beach by chance? Probably not. No, he's too. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> oh, he's available. He All right, hang on. <laughs> well, Parker Kelly's going to have to win it. Um, are you in the witness protection program? We came and see you. I, we came and see you. Boys, I can, I'm barely connected. I saw Wally have some internet problems, so I like to keep those chirps <laughs> down because I'm in Mexico on like Mexican Wi-Fi, not my house. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I can't see anything that's happening. I that's about it. So, what's up, boys? You know the, the show going so far. You right know here? the show's gone to hell when meth internet is the best we got here. So, uh, how's the weather? It's unreal. 30 degrees here, super I'm, I just switched quickly to my laptop. So I don't know if you can see. We're like right on the beach here, though, boys. Oh, I can't see I, it. No, I don't think I can. No, don't even. I mean, the more you move, it just can creates. Yeah. I'm not going to touch anything. I'm going to sit perfectly. And straight. Craig, are you in Cancun? Where are you again? Yeah, yeah. We're staying at Club Med in Cancun. And ironically, boys, oh. I've seen two cent shirts here. And I saw a 1200 shirt here. So I think uh, I think nice. everybody had the right idea and came down south. Yeah, yeah, it's been nice. Wow. Beer's deep already? Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, very yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so what's are you wearing your sunscreen? I am wetting profusely. That's the other thing that I'm doing. <laughs> this is, uh, I don't even know what to do with today's show, to be quite honest with you. So um, Delete it. we had some startup problems. Uh, so I, I don't know what's going to happen with Alex when we get done the show, but, uh, we need you to come back soon. Ah, I'll be back in, you guys got I'll, I'll be the Friedman show. That'll be fun too. On Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. So we'll talk. Anyway, we'll talk about that, but I don't want to keep you from the, uh, the beach and whatever you're, are you, do you have a lovely drink in your hand? I know. I just finished it waiting for, I've been crushing beers actually this, this morning. <laughs> Here's a weird thing. Good for you. The hour change here. Did you guys know that? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not even one yet. Oh, no. it's super late. So that's good. For you. Anyways, yes, 
have some lunch here shortly. Right? Yeah. Okay, I can't see All anything. Right. I don't connect to it. I'm gonna probably I'm gonna I'm gonna sashay out of here before I wreck the channel. So. Okay, have fun, Sorry. buddy. Please. No, no, that happened a long time ago. Anyway, take care, Craig. Um, by the way, Craig's appearance today brought to you by BEI, which we can help with a little bit of building and construction. Um, BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc. Uh, they specialize in equipment rentals, aggregate topsoil sales. Visit BonisherExcavating.com. BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. If you're looking to get landscape rock as well, give them a call. Um, Matt, before we go, I got, quickly got to ask you, Parker Kelly, we got a lot of comments in the show. Uh, wanting your thoughts on that particular play uh, on Murphy, Connor Murphy in the Chicago game. Uh, there is no supplementary discipline for Connor Murphy or for um, Parker Kelly. And they, he did reach out and send him a text. Um, we all know that Parker Kelly is a very good dude. I don't believe there's any malicious intent whatsoever in this particular play. No, no, I'm, there's nothing to dissect there. It's just an unfortunate play where, uh, where Murphy gets hurt. It, I didn't think it was dirty. You could even see, um, Kelly sort of kind of almost sort of hold up a little bit like he held up at the, at the last second. He didn't follow through with it in a violent way. Um, I'm glad that the league gave him the benefit because I, I, you know, maybe there was a bit of a boarding there perhaps. Uh, but, and I'm not trying to be a homer. I want to like be very clear here. No, like, no. I would straight up tell everybody if I thought it deserved five games, the senators don't pay me, nobody pays me. So I would just say that I thought it was okay. Now, if my concern moving forward and I because we we heard DJ mention that Parker was a little down about it I hope it doesn't take away from his game because he plays on the edge yes. that's what makes him effective you take that away from him and then he's no longer Parker Kelly right he's not going to be the same player right. so as long as he sticks to his game maintains that edge um, I'm fine with it the one thing uh, I've seen a lot of and that's the victim blaming right which I'm not a big fan of like well don't turn if you don't want to get hit and he turned towards him. I get that. Yeah. But at some yeah. point, and you tell me, because I never played in the National Hockey League, uh, yeah. is Parker Kelly not have to let up? Or do we think he let up enough anyway? Like, there was going to be a collision. I understand well, Murphy turns. We can't just say it's on Murphy to not turn. Yeah, and that's that's hard because, like, when I played, I was very physical along the boards, but I never dropped my shoulder in anybody because I would kill somebody, right? I was a lot bigger than a lot of players, so I would use my hands, a lot of pushing, so it's hard to compare. Um, but but you can't blame you can't blame the player on the receiving end, obviously. That's ridiculous. I think it's just a freak accident and it's a contact sport. Players are gonna get hurt occasionally. That's okay. Yeah. Now the Austin Matthews hit, that should be five, six, seven games. Like there's no question. That's you're use, he's using his stick really? as a weapon. We could have a conversation. Yeah, I don't care if you're pissed off or or what your reasoning is behind it. It's very it's very clear that he was frustrated, which el immediately eliminates you know that that um, that conversation that maybe it was an accident or something. I mean that's insane. I, I, the intent he was really angry and the intent was to injure, and he should have been given at least five games. That's my honest opinion on it. Yes, I was trolling a little bit on Twitter when I made the comment that they should throw the book at him. But if it's an accident, if it's accidental, and this also applies to the Parker Kelly thing, if it's an accidental play, you know, you can give them the benefit. But when it's that forceful contact that you can see from a frustrated player, that's a legitimate suspension. I get it. But I, if you're going based off of the way the NHL has handed out discipline, it's not a five-game suspension. Oh, I'm agreeing with you. And no, I'm, no, I'm with, you. with you. I've, yeah. 
I think if you're going to try to take somebody's head off, you deserve more. Like there has to be some more kind you're, of respect yeah, like factor prior here. Prior history, but, I don't care. But they allow this to go. Lady, yeah, well, you, it doesn't matter if you've won the Lady Bing. If you if you go out of your way with intent to injure somebody with a mm -hmm. reckless play, it shouldn't matter what yeah. your history is, right? Now, if you stick a knee out or you knee somebody or it's maybe an accidental boarding or whatever it might be, then I would understand airing a caution, giving the player a little bit of the benefit and, and not penalizing him past five games. But uh, like, are you uh, a cross check to the neck? Like, really? Okay. I mean, I, I was a okay, physical a player. I never got suspended. So then we're going to go to Tom Wilson for a second. I'm going to try and jar your memory because I, I, again, and I, I didn't talk to you about this before. I believe Tom Wilson at, in that Ranger game before he threw Panarin to the ground. I can't remember who he threw down. He cross-checked somebody in the back of the neck on the ice. He got suspended. Yeah. Well, your... is it the same? The the, the cross-check to the back of the neck? Yeah, it's right near his the... neck. Is that the play on Panarin that he went when he attacked him behind the play? Is that what you're talking about right now? And then he, Yeah, and then he got back up, and then he got thrown down. But beside okay, the yeah. net, there's a, there's a, a cross-check to the back of the neck. Like, right, to me, it's the right. same, but he doesn't, right? It's that inconsistency that bugs me. Right. And That's what did Tom I'm Wilson saying. get for that? Do we remember what he got? Was it seven games? Did he get a fine? Oh, he didn't get anything. He didn't get suspended. I don't think he no, got suspended. I don't remember the play. You know, I'm not going to, I vaguely okay. remember the play where he, he was scrambling uh, it, against, they were playing yeah. New York. It was against Panarin in a scrum, and he went and grabbed Panarin. But the problem is, Panarin, I think, gave him a good jab or shot prior to it. I'm not, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not defending Tom Wilson. Anyway, I don't want to get into that because I'd have to watch the yeah. play again. I don't I don't remember the small detail with regards to where he made contact, where he got hit with the cross check. So it's unfair for me to just pretend like I know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> I fair enough. And I, I totally agree. And the, the one thing I'd give props yeah. to Darlene is he didn't really move. No. Do you notice no. that? He takes a cross yeah. check to the head and well, he just kind of I think part slide. of that Yeah, but yes, but part of that could also just be like shock. Like, like you don't see that coming, sure. especially from a player like Matthews, right? So you're just kind of like, yeah. like that, his neck might be incredibly sore today and we just haven't heard anything about it yet. But in the moment when your blood's pumping, like I can recall millions of times, millions, countless times where I've been hit or cheap shot and I didn't feel it in the moment, but then the next, the next day you can't even move that body part. So we'll have to wait and see if we hear more, but I, I'm okay with the suspension. I think. Would I have liked it to have been more for Matthews? Yes, but whatever. And and Parker Kelly, same thing. I think the the officials in the um, uh, player safety department made the right call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, all right, uh, we'll end it on that today. But I will remind you on Thursday is another live show. It is at one, and it's going to be with Elliot Friedman as we tee up trade nice. deadline day on Monday. So and uh, Wally, make sure you why stay don't for you that. get uh, Ethernet yeah. Ethernet cable for for the next show maybe. <laughs> Because I'm going to go out and have a discussion with anybody that lives in my house who's on the internet at the moment that this is not <laughs> appropriate. All right. Sounds good. Just take it easy on so, me, okay? So I, I won't be having dinner tonight or I'll be eating alone, one or the other. Um, uh, all right. Well, I'm going, to I'm going to sort this out. As you know me, I take this well. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel bad. Let's just drop it. All right. All right, we'll uh, we'll see you on Monday or no Thursday. Take care, everybody. Thanks to James Duffy for stopping yeah. by. Much appreciated. Bye. That's the Wally Mathot show.